It's okay. It's not bothering me. I'm just getting primed up, ready to go here. I was walking in here a couple of weeks ago, and that scripture came to me. You know, these signs shall follow them that believe. You know all that. And it said, the Lord went with them, confirming the word with signs following. And he spoke to me. He said he didn't confirm their opinions. He didn't confirm their religion. He didn't confirm anything about them. He confirmed his word. And so I began to see that. And what the disciples preached was his word. In the book of Acts, it says, Now behold their threatenings, and with all power that we may receive your power, that we may speak your word by stretching forth your hand. That's why Kent's got on his shirt, living by the life of another. It's called exchange. By stretching forth your hands to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the holy child, Jesus. And in the book of James, it says, he says this, Of his own will he beget us. About verse 18, I think, James 1.18. He beget us. He birthed us forth by the word of his grace, by his word. And he says, Receive with meekness the engrafted, implanted word within you that's able to save your soul. Receive that word. It's the word that's able to save your soul. And we talked about that last week, and, and I didn't get totally through but you remember, in, we talked about some of the favorite scriptures, and one of them that the Lord gave me early, Joshua 1.8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. Then he will make your way prosperous and have good success. If that's true of the Lord's law, how much more is it true in Colossians when he says, Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly? In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Singing with making melody in your heart. That's what Mike was doing, making melody in his heart. Melody in his heart. See, let the words of Christ dwell in you how? Richly. What does richly mean? Let it dwell in you. You've got to let it dwell in you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But before that... It says, above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you are called into one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace, with what in your heart? Grace, grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or what? Deed. Whose word? His word. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. In John chapter 8, Jesus was talking and he said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen. If you what continue, what is that word? It's that word abide. If you abide, if you dwell there, if you stay there. If you camp there in my word, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. But I want, to, I want us to go in there and look and I'm just going to continue on John chapter 8. Okay. 
Uh, I want to start, and let me see, about verse 24. He says, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Then they said unto them, Who art you? And Jesus said to them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say to you. Now I want you to see something, to judge you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak the world those things which I have heard of him. What Jesus was saying is, I have many things to say to you that I could judge you. But he that sent me is true, and I only speak what he tells me to speak. And when he speaks, he said, it's not me, but the Father's words that dwell in me. And he says, and uh, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then Jesus said unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, you will know that I am he, and I do nothing of myself. Say, how much did he do of himself? Nothing. But as my Father hath taught me, so I speak. So what was he saying? Every word that I speak is what the Father has told me to say. You know, Mike, last week, it, it hit me when I was thinking about Jeremiah. And I'm just going to go over there right quick. In Jeremiah chapter 1. Because, you know, the, the prophets, you know, it wasn't much fun in the old prophet days, was it? Not a lot of fun. But what God said to Jeremiah, he says, he told him, Jeremiah 1.8, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said, Behold, I have put my word in your mouth. See, this day I have set you over nations and kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, what do you see? I see a rod and an almond tree. Then the Lord said unto him, Well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. See, God didn't just tell the prophets to go say something. He put his word in their mouth to speak. He put his word in their mouth to speak. And so it was, it was a fearful thing when he got into that. And so, you know, it's his word that we need to concentrate on. Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. And in, in John eight twenty four. I want to go on there. Uh, whew. He says, okay. Mm. As he spake these words, many believed into him. Catch that? He says, as he spake these words, many believed into him. Then said Jesus to those Jews that believed on him or into him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They say, We be Abraham's seed, but never in bondage to any man. How sayest you shall be free? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be what? Free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. My word has no place in you. What had no place in him? His word. See, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And with the word, all things were made, and without the word, nothing was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And he said, My word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. And they said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto him, I know you were Abraham's children. 
Catch the word? He said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the what? The truth. His word is what? Truth. Now listen, Jesus is the word and Jesus is the truth. He is the word and he is the truth. His word brings the truth. Which I've heard of God, this did not Abraham. You do your deeds of your father. They said, we need be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded and came forth from God, neither came of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my words? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are your father the devil, and the lust of your fathers you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the what? In the truth, because there's no truth in him. You know, in your old man, you know, I said something yesterday to Jenna that shocked her. But, you know, I said, I've said it before. So your old nature, your old Adamic nature, it says the natural man, the old man is not subject to God. The natural mind is not subject to God, and it never can be. So your old natural old man is the Antichrist. What does the Antichrist mean? Against. You know, he said there's many Antichrists in the world. I know there'll come one day an Antichrist. But every one of us have an antichrist that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Because he's not subject to God and never will be. Amen. It's against Christ. There is a enmity between the old and the new nature. And it's a battle that rages all the time. And that's what Jesus was saying. You're giving in to that old things that's of the devil. And the works of your father you'll do. And he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. And he says, he's a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. And he said, which of you convinces me of sin? You know, this is astounding. The word became flesh among us. He took upon himself the seed of Abraham. But in taking the seed of Abraham, he that knew no sin was made sin for us. Because even though he took on himself the seed of Abraham, there was no sin in him. Catch it? He said, which of you convinces me of sin? There was no sin in him. But he was made sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. He that is God is of God hears God's word. The only way you're ever going to hear God's word is to be of God. You can't hear him in the old nature. It's impossible. Because you have not a God. Then answer the Jews and said, Say not well that you are Samaritan and has a devil. Uh-oh, now it's getting hot and heavy. Jesus is his word is the truth. The, rever- the word revealed the truth. And he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that word free means free from condemnation of the law. Jesus will set you free from the condemnation that comes from the law. The law came to reveal sin. In Luke chapter 4.18... When Jesus started his ministry, in Luke 4, 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, what was his preaching? Words. Now, the gospel to the poor, Isaiah 61. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach. Once again, words were proclaimed, deliverance to the captive, recovering sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. To preach it. Isn't it amazing that Jesus then, look what it said. 
This day, he, he said he closed the book and he gave it to those that, to minister. And he sat down. And the eyes of all of them were in the synagogue were fastened to him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? That word's charis. It's grace. The grace words that was coming out of his mouth. What did Jesus preach? He was full of what? Grace and truth. They were astounded at the words of grace that was coming out of his mouth. And and they were astounded at those gracious words. But he says, this day is this word revealed to you, fulfilled. The written word revealed the living word. Catch that. Jesus used the written word to manifest the living word. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. That's why I came. He was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. In Hosea, oh, thank you, Lord. Matthew, Mark, Hosea. I don't need to turn there, but I think I will. I may want to read a little more. Woo, it's heavy up here today. Oh, there's Hosea. Got to bear with me. Hosea 6, 1. Come and let us return. Woo, thank you, Lord. That word's restore. Restore unto the Lord, for he has torn us and he will heal us. He has smitten us and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us and the third day he will rise up. You know, Jesus said the third day will the Son of Man rise. This is, he was quoting this. The third day he would rise and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as a morning, and he shall come to us as the rain, the latter and the former rain. If we follow on to know the Lord, if you know the Lord, follow on to know the Lord, is as the former and the latter rain. How many of you can remember what these fields looked like across here just a few months ago? How many can look out there and see what the former and latter rains do when it comes? Now, what did, what did God say in Isaiah 55.10? As the snow comes down and the rain from heaven and waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, so it may minister seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that proceeds out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, Lord, but it shall accomplish that whereunto I have sent it, and it will prosper. See, the same as the rain did this, the word of God will do the same, will bring forth God's purposes in your life. Don't neglect the word of God. My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, your, your heart. Keep your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it comes the wellsprings of life. Keep that heart. Now, here's the key. God's given you a new heart. And a new spirit. He's taken the stony heart away and given you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36, 26. He's given you a new heart. But what's our job? Keep your heart. Guard your heart. Keep it. Why? The accuser of the devil is always out to try to pull you back into your old heart. Because the old heart is deceitful and what? Desperately wicked. That's why he gives you a new heart. I was telling Marion this morning. God said... 
to Israel. He says, make you a new heart. Make you a new heart. Return to me. Make you a new heart. For why will you die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Make you a new heart. See, this new heart thing is not something just reserved for us that's come through the new covenant. God made it available many times. David was a man after what? God's own heart. Why? When he sinned, he said, give me a new heart. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. First Samuel, when Saul was being ordained and Samuel poured oil on him, Saul turned to walk away. And he says, as he turned away from Samuel, God gave him another heart. But what happened? Through jealousy, through fear of rejection, through all the stuff that was in his old heart, it pulled him back into the old heart. He didn't keep his new heart with all diligence, did he? He didn't reckon it to be so. But God gave him another heart to rule his people. And that's one of the, the secrets, I think, of uh, Solomon. Solomon said, this so great a people, he said, ask what you want, Solomon. He said, he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for anything. He said, God, give me a wise and an understanding heart that I may know how to judge this people. And God said, since you asked for that, I'm going to give it to you. But with it, I'm going to give you riches, and I'm going to give everything that goes with it. Because you know why? If you read Ecclesiastes once a month, like I said, you should read it. It'll keep you thinking straight. Solomon tried everything in the world to find happiness, but his mind was guiding him in the truth. What was happening? His heart showed him the vanity of everything apart from God. Everything he tried, it didn't work because God was guiding his heart. Why? God gave him a heart to know what was right and what was wrong. He could not enjoy what he was doing. So you ought to read it every once in a while. It'll, it'll help your perspective in life. All right, that wasn't in the notes, but in here. But that's what it, it's all about. God says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherein I have sent it. For you'll go out with joy and be led with peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth before you into singing, and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Hallelujah. You know, in, in Isaiah ten twenty seven, it says, and it shall come to pass in that day, hey, here we are, we're in that day, that your burden shall be taken away from off your shoulders. How many of you know it's not about us anymore? It's about him. And that yoke has been destroyed because of the anointing. And the anointing that you have received abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But that same anointing teaches you all things. And in that anointing is truth. It's the word of truth. He has been given to us to break the yokes of bondage that keeps us from, from serving God the way we should. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. All right. Where am I going? I'm not even sure where I'm at. Jeremiah 15. Oh, Lord, you know, remember me. Visit me, verse 15, Jeremiah 15, 15. Take me not away from your long suffering. Know that for your sake I suffered rebuke. Your word were found, and I did eat them. And your word was unto me joy and rejoicing of my heart. 
Your word was found and I ate it. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, and I rejoiced. I sat alone because your hand had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be altogether unto me as a liar in waters that fail? How many of you know he was having a little pity party here? Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if you return to me, Jeremiah, then will I bring you again, and you will stand before me if you take forth the precious from the vial. If you'll stay in the word, Jeremiah, that's sweet to the mouth, and not go back to the vial. Self-pity, rejection, fear of failure. If you'll separate those, he says, you will... You will stand and be my what? Thou shalt be my mouth. Uh-oh. If you separate the precious from the vile, you shall be as my mouth. Why did God say that to him? Because God said, I put my words in your mouth. How many of you know some of these words that Jeremiah was saying was not the words God put in his mouth? That's what God was saying. He says, let them return unto thee, but return not to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified brazen wall. They'll fight against you, but will not prevail. For I am with you to save and deliver, says the Lord. And I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you out of the hand of the terrible. Hallelujah. Does that sound like a a word? Jeremiah 9. I just thought of that verse, 9, 23 and 24. It says, let not the rich man, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his strength. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glory, glory in this. The understands and knows me. If you want to glory in something, you glory in the fact you know him. If you continue in my word, then you will know the truth, and the truth is such a, that you, what's he say? You understand and knoweth me that I am the God which exercises loving kindness, righteousness, and judgment in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. I delight. That's a good verse. While I'm over here in Ezekiel, I want to read something to you. Ezekiel chapter 3. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that that thou findest. Eat the roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. What did he say? Ezekiel, eat my word. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man... Cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give you. Then I did eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee into the house of Israel, and speak my word unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech, of hard language, but to the house of Israel. What was he saying to them? Speak my word. See, I'm I'm realizing God has not promised us God has not given any of our, his promises to us, us for us to use with our own thoughts and our own doings. We are just extensions of his word. And we've got to let his word dwell in us. And, and signs will follow what? The word that's preached. It's called the gospel. Oh. And the, the yoke that he wants to take off of us is the thing that keeps us from freedom. Isn't it nice that we can sit here this morning... And we can have a good time giggling and laughing and nobody gets offended. Or religious spirit starts acting up because what's going on here? Let 
the Spirit of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it. You got to let it. You got to let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Psalm 68, verse 1. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is God's word. Jesus said in John chapter 6, Except you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And all the disciples left but the twelve. And he said, Are you going to go away also? And they said, Who, Where are we going to go? You have the word of eternal life. What did they recognize? He had the word of life. Jesus was the word of life. He is the word of life. Mm. And we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It was not that knowledge wasn't available. It's because they said you have rejected knowledge. You've what? Rejected the knowledge. See, the knowledge is available. If any man lack wisdom, let him what? Ask of God, James said, who gives to every man liberally and upbraided not, and it'll be given to you. Only problem, let's ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Don't go back to the old. A two-souled man is unstable in all his ways, is what that says. Two-souled, what does that mean? My old mind, will, and emotion, my new mind, will, and emotion. I can't decide which one I want to live in. Is anybody out there schizophrenic? Is anybody out there not schizophrenic? We have the mind of Christ, but we have this other mind. See? But you've got to let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. What's the word? Let. We have a choice, don't we? Every day we have a choice to let the words of Christ dwell in us and let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because you rejected knowledge. When we possess the knowledge of the truth in God's word, we will, we will no longer be destroyed. What did I say? If you know the word, you'll no longer be destroyed. We have been doing deliverance for 40 years or more. Do you know the ones who stay free after deliverance is the ones that get in the word and keep their deliverance through the word of God? You know, in Isaiah chapter 53, it says what? It says a whole lot. For your spirit, soul, and body. It says, by his stripes we are healed. In Matthew eight sixteen, it said, as evening there was brought to him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the devil with his word. What did he cast the devil out with? His word. And he healed all that was sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet said by his stripes we are healed 1 Peter 2.24 by his stripes you were healed okay but it's through the word and it's, it's the gospel that's, that we preach amen you got to stay in the word <clears throat> we've learned a lot through those years we like to got war out didn't we Jerry taking people through deliverance and you know, everybody's in bondage wanted to be free. But they wanted somebody else to set them free. That's right. They didn't want to be free themselves. There comes a place where you have to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yes. Let me say it again. You have to know the truth that sets you free. Amen. It's not good enough for me to know the truth that sets you free. I might get you free, but I can't keep you free. Right. I might set you free, but I can't keep you free. 
You know, in, in Psalms 138, too, it says he has exalted his word above his name. That's an awesome thing. He's exalted his word above his name. Whew. Amen? <clears throat> the church, overall church, I'm saying, has magnified the programs, activities, and everything else above his word. Very little word. You know, you can, you can hear someone preach, but I, I want to say something. He's not obligated to back up anything but his word. He's not obligated to confirm anything but his word. And the Lord went with him, confirming their word, the word they spoke, with signs and wonders following. So it's important that we attend unto his word and incline our ears to his saying. You know, Proverbs 1, 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to the word. You want to cleanse your way up? The word of God. And you know, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I don't sin against you. But you know what? That was under the law. I love your word. He says, I love your word more than the unnecessary meat. You got to put it in your heart. But listen, God said something in the new covenant. He says, I'll put my words in your heart. You'll not teach every man and say, know the Lord. You'll all know me from the least to the greatest because I'm going to put my word in your heart. And to the law, they were commanded to put their word in their heart. God said, I'm going to put it in that new heart I'm going to give you. Amen. Just keep it. Amen. Just keep it. Keep your heart. I give you a good one. I give you a new one. Just keep it. There it is. Oh, thank you, Lord. Second Corinthians, where the Spirit of the Lord is, verse chapter three, verse seventeen, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's liberty. Where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty. But we all, beholding as in a veil the glory of the Lord, are being exchanged into the very same image. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit's there to exchange us into his very image. As he is, so are we now in this present world. That's what he's doing for all of us. Looking unto Jesus. The word here in Hebrews 12, it says looking into Jesus is the key Greek word. Greek word. Not just looking to him, but looking into him. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He said in Luke 10, He that heareth you, heareth me. He that despise you, despise me. And he that despise me, despise him that sent me. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Have we been given power over all the works of the enemy? How much of the power? We've been given all power over all the works of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he's put his word in our what? In our mouth. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confession is made. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony, our confession. And we love not our old souls to the death. 
I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Colossians 1.13 says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's not going to happen, saints. It's already happened. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and he's already translated us into the kingdom of his dear son because we are seated together with him in heavenly places now in Christ Jesus. Through the word of God, we know we, he has delivered us from what? All sickness and disease. Why? Because we just said, by his stripes, we were healed. Amen? And that's when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And Luke, in John chapter 4, let's look at that. I'll probably close with that since we're going to eat pizza. I don't smell it cooking yet. It's on the way. Pizza cometh. John chapter 4. It's a good chapter, isn't it? Verse 43. After two days he departed thence and went to Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem. Remember what we said last week? Jesus said, if you don't believe my word, believe my works. For the Father gives me the words to speak, and the words do the work. They saw the works he did through the words he spoke. Okay, so Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he was made water into wine and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And we heard that Jesus would come out of Judah and Galilee. He sent unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word. And the man believed the word. The man didn't insist that he come down and pray for his son because the man believed the word. Let me say it again. He didn't insist that he come with him because the man believed his word. And Jesus had spoken to him and he went his way. And he was now going down. His servant met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. And he inquired of him the hour when he began to amend. He wanted to confirm that word. He wanted to know exact hour when his, that son began to, began to. He wasn't totally. He started getting well. How many of you know it's a process? Sometimes you have to stand on the word and you have to stand for a long time. Don't you, Martin? He began to amend. He wanted to know the hour and he knew something. And they said yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left. And the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said, your son lives. And himself believed in his whole house. Did you catch that? He believed in his whole house. This again was the second miracle that Jesus did when he was coming to Galilee. You've got to let the word abide in you 
which he's given you. Words are important, but his word is very important. See, we're living in a day where people really don't care much about what the word says. I remember a poll 15 years ago of conservative Christians, and 47% of them believed the word of God was true. But a very small percentage of them, maybe 5%, was it, Alan? Said that really they didn't live their life based on what the word said. They believed it was true, but it didn't affect the way they lived their lives. What's the point? That's why he said, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. If you abide, live there, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. What are you going to do? You're going to abide. He's your refuge, his strength. But you've got to abide. Just stay there. He already set you there. So all you got to do is stay there. How hard is that? I'll have a drink. Have a drink. Have a drink. Will you want to come up and bless the food? Because once you get the chaos in there, everybody wants pizza. You won't get to pray. We hope they just eat it all up. Okay.